0: Wednesday, September the 15th. And this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Californians choose Newsom and Haiti's political crisis deepens. First, the World in Brief. Republicans' hopes of ousting Governor Gavin Newsom were dashed as Californians finished voting in a referendum on whether to recall him. Early results had always been expected to favour the Democrat, but 2-1 to one margins for quote, no, against the proposed recall, helped him to fend off the challenge without a runoff. Were Mr Newsom to have faced a second round, Larry Elder, a conservative black radio host, would have been on the ballot to succeed him. Haiti's prime minister Ariel Henry sacked the country's chief prosecutor Benford Claude hours after Mr Claude had asked a judge to charge Mr Henry in connection with the assassination Haiti's prime minister Ariel Henry sacked the country's chief prosecutor Benford Claude hours after Mr Claude had asked a judge to charge Mr Henry in connection with the assassination of the president Jovenel Moïse in July Mr. Henry is alleged to have spoken twice by phone with a key suspect. Haiti currently has no president and no functioning parliament. France's foreign minister criticised a potential deal between Mali and the Wagner Group, a Russian military contractor that would send mercenaries to the West African country. The hired guns would train Malayan soldiers and guard senior officials, according to Reuters. French officials are reportedly considering withdrawing their troops, who are fighting a jihadist insurgency in the Sahel if the deal goes wrong. Reports from Afghanistan suggest that a violent disagreement between senior Taliban officials led to the disappearance of Abdul Ghani Barada, the acting deputy prime minister. Other Taliban leaders say that Mr. Barada left Kabul for Kandahar, but that there is no row. Their supreme leader, Haibatullah Akhundzada has not been seen in public since the Taliban took over a month ago today. Quote, Core consumer prices in America, which exclude food and energy, rose by just 0.1% in August from July, the smallest monthly increase since February. The spread of the Delta variant depressed airfares and lodging costs, which fell by 9.1% and 2.9% respectively. The softer-than-expected increase will vindicate the Federal Reserve, which has argued that inflation is transitory. Evergrande, a heavily indebted Chinese property developer, reported a weakening financial position and cash flow concerns. The company, which has hired financial advisors, is struggling to quickly sell off assets. It said, quote, Ongoing negative media reports have dampened the confidence of potential property buyers its share price fell by 12 percent. Yesterday, dozens of investors protested outside the company's headquarters, demanding their money back. China's ambassador to Britain, Zhang Shiguan, was banned from parliament, including to attend a reception there this evening, while a number of MPs remained sanctioned by the Chinese government. The decision is just the latest installment in a tit-for-tat sanctions game between the two countries. In March, Britain, America and the European Union imposed travel bans and asset freezes on Chinese officials over human rights abuses in Xinjiang. Fact of the Day 19% The global share of women aged 20-24 to that were married by 18, according to the UN's Children's Fund, down from 31% in 2000. And Correction In yesterday's Espresso, we wrote that the population of Afghanistan is 11 million. In fact, it is 39 million. Sorry. And now, here's today's agenda. Ambitions tempered. Democrats budget. Today, Democrats in America's Senate were supposed to have finished drafting their $3.5 trillion spending package, stuffed with money for social programs and climate change adaptation. But they will probably have to go back to the drawing board. In recent days, Joe Manchin, a centrist senator from West Virginia, has threatened to block such a mammoth outlay. He wants to shave off $2 trillion. Quote, no way can Democrats pass it by the end of the month, he says. With a razor-thin majority in the Senate, they cannot afford to lose his vote. To pay for most of it, Democrats want to undo the Trump administration's tax cuts. A proposal in the House of Representatives would raise the top corporate tax rate from 21% to 26.5% and the rate on individuals earning over $400,000 from 37% to 39.6% the House's plan is expected to deliver just over $2 trillion. That will disappoint both progressive Democrats who want to raise taxes even more and Republicans for the opposite reason. Hard sell. Air India. Four years after the Indian government approved the privatisation of Air India, the state-owned airline is still without a buyer. Tomorrow is the deadline to submit bids. On offer are 6,200 airport landing and takeoff slots in India and another 900, especially lucrative ones, abroad. Unlike in 2018, when the government failed to sell a 76% stake, this time the whole lot is up for grabs. The authorities have sweetened the deal by allowing the new owner to take on just $3.1 billion in debt out of a total debt worth $8 billion. But Air India remains a tough sell. It has been hemorrhaging money since its merger with a domestic carrier, Indian Airlines, in 2007. Its share of the Indian market has nosedived to just 11%. Once endorsed by Bollywood celebrities... Air India's first-class cabins were advertised as, quote, your palace in the sky. Now its reputation is running on fumes. Tough Talk South Korea and China Wang Yi, China's foreign minister, is in Seoul today for talks with Chongi Yong, his South Korean counterpart. North Korea, which this week tested a new type of long-range cruise missile, is on the agenda. So is the state of the two powers' bilateral relationship at a time of increasing tension between China and America, South Korea's main ally. South Korean officials insist relations have improved from a low point in 2017, when the deployment of an American anti-missile system in South Korea prompted a painful Chinese boycott of South Korean businesses. But Mr. Wang will pay close attention to South Korea's own military build-up and to growing anti-Chinese sentiment. Last week, South Korea tested a submarine-launched ballistic missile, the first non-nuclear power to do so. Shortly afterwards, the release of a Chinese blockbuster about the Korean War was halted. The culture minister cited public opinion in explaining the film's withdrawal. It's a relationship still haunted by history and mistrust. Making Good Europe's Manufacturing Recovery Eurozone manufacturing may at last be on the up. Industrial production fell in May and June leaving it still 1.6% below its pre-pandemic peak of February 2020. But data for July, due today, are expected to show a monthly rise of 0.6%. Surveys of purchasing managers by IHS Market, a data firm, suggest manufacturing output has in fact been rebounding throughout the summer as European economies have reopened. But the data have also highlighted record backlogs of new orders and slow delivery times, suggesting supply has struggled to keep pace with growing demand. Last week, Christine Lagarde, the president of the European Central Bank, said the bloc was quote, on track for strong growth in the third quarter. The ECB has updated its forecast for GDP growth in 2021 to 5% but its governing council will want to be fully confident of the strength of the recovery before making any decision to end emergency asset purchases when it meets in December. Motor Racing's GOAT A Schumacher Documentary In 2013, Michael Schumacher was enjoying his retirement, having left Formula 1 the previous year. But fate plays cruel tricks. A skiing accident in France that December left him severely brain damaged. He has not been seen in public since. A new documentary released today on Netflix looks back at his extraordinary career. With seven F1 titles under his belt, a record now shared with Lewis Hamilton, the German driver is widely regarded as one of the greatest of all time. Schumacher uses archival footage to piece together his journey from a childhood obsession with go-karts to the rush of racetracks in Monaco and Silverstone. He pioneered a cardio-based fitness regime to maintain stamina and glided around tricky bends with an instinctive mastery and precision. Beyond his career, many will tune in to hear his family speak out for the first time about his current condition. He is quote, different but is there his wife Karina, says. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Agatha Christie, who was born on this day in 1890. Fear is incomplete knowledge. That's it from The Economist morning briefing available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence